grandparents came from Russia and Poland, my grandparents. So it's not about my grandparents. It's not about my feeling guilty. It is about my feeling responsible for the well-being of my nation. Germany paid over $89 billion to Jewish organizations after World War That's II. That's true. And I think that that financial remuneration has had a lot to do with not only the financial, but even more importantly, the psychological and emotional healing between Germany okay. and the Jews of Europe. And this is a healing that we have not had. That war was over in 1945. Mm. Ours was over in 1865, and we still take this toxic baton point. and we pass it generation to generation. You make a good point. I would like to say thank you. Welcome back to the podcast. We will be getting into it today. Uh, I'm going to let this rock. John, John in the building, brother. What up, Money B? What up? So, um, let's go ahead and jump right into it, man. Let's jump right into it. So, Ebers Albert, uh, I think that's how y'all pronounce his name. He wanted to play James Bond. A lot of people were saying he could be the first black James Bond, but then he started receiving a lot of backlash. Um. A lot of racist comments, and which basically turned him off from playing the role and wanting to play the role. Um, how do you guys feel about him being James Bond? I think he's literally the perfect person for it. I think he would have been fire as James 
was scared to him like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with Cuz, um, but I will be honest, man. I, I'm not surprised by the backlash he's gotten without even, you know, reciting a line from the script, um, you know, because Bond is supposed to be, you know, from, uh, you know, Britain and, you know, he's, his original character, whether it been Roger Moore, Sean Carney, he's all white guys, so... This kind of would have been like the same as, you know, us having our uh, version of the Wizard of Oz and the Wiz, you know what I'm saying? Or when Brandy did Cinderella, you know what I mean? This is this would have been one of those type things. And, uh, yeah, them folks, they ain't want to have that. It's fucked up, but I ain't surprised. It's unfair, too, because I know he would have killed it. Like, but, yeah. I think he would have been a really good James Bond. Um... But how do y'all feel about, I guess, characters who've been portrayed by white people for the most part throughout history, and now they want to make them black? How do y'all feel about that? Uh, honestly, because, um, you know, as a thespian, I, I had to realize and learn myself. As a know, what? As a thespian. A thespian is a, a man who is a theater person. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it's not like a term of like a lesbian. I know it rhymes with lesbian, but it's not one of those type things. A thespian. But as a thespian, um, I've learned that, you know, a, a, a caricature for a certain role, it really doesn't have a, a specific race or demographic. Um, honestly, it's just whoever that character is, whether it be male or female, you know, just that person is supposed to, you know, do their proper character analysis and, you know, perform the role to the utmost. And the uh, I think the the adventure in it from a director's perspective is seeing where the actor themselves can take that character. So we've seen Roger Moore, we've seen Sean Connery, we've seen Pierce Brosnan, and now you have Idris Elba, that would have been very, very exciting to see where he would have taken James Bond. And this is a man of color, so we already know we would have seen something different, all strength of it being Idris. And Idris just so happens to be from Britain. So it's really, really, it really is no reason for them to even act the way that they reacted to the whole situation. But it's, this is just what we got to deal with in the world, man. Honestly, bro, I mean, just being objective, I don't know... Uh, I mean, I think about it. Black people would have been in an uproar, though, had it been the other way around, though, to be honest. If we had a historically black character that was a, a repeated role throughout history, like, it was been movies since forever about this, this guy, and he was always a black guy that played this role. If they suddenly switched into a white guy, the black people would have something to say about it. So... I could feel you where you like, yo, yeah, this could have been our version of it, like how we got the Wiz and then the Wizard of Oz. But then I also could look at it from their point of view and be like, shit, y'all would have been crying if the white people would have made a regular black dude and then gave it to a white character. Well, honestly, because uh, to, to kind of add to that, I mean, is it... It, that, that would be the only dilemma, honestly, would be the reaction of the people, the audience, which is a given. It's inevitable for somebody to have something to say. Um, you know, then it's like on the flip side of that, I kind of do feel that 
certain directors just do it on purpose just to, you know, generate some type of like shock value, which is still, uh, you know, relayed to uh, them having a smash in the box office. You know what I'm saying? If you get a smash in the box office, that means everybody get paid, you know. But uh, in this aspect, you know, this is just, I guess, because it's somebody, or, you know, that originates from Britain and we all know how Europe kind of views us as Americans or just people of color in general. But um, I just think it's just really, really unfair, man. I mean, prime example. Now, I know in the comics, you know, a lot of people uh, were introduced to the Green Lantern as a white male. Uh, but to, you know, combat that, when we were growing up watching, you know, Batman on Cartoon Network and then, you know, they would show us Justice League, the Green Lantern we saw was a black man. You know what I'm saying? But when they released the Green Lantern, we were looking at Ryan Reynolds in a Green Lantern uniform. Let me ask you something, cuz. So how how would you feel about a white shaft? That is fucking comedy. That's funny as hell. Are you serious? <laughs> Man, that's hysterical, yo. I would be, bruh, cuz I'd be dying. I wouldn't be mad, but I'd definitely be laughing my ass off because... Now that right there, you know damn well. Who the hell are they gonna get to play Shaft? Jamie Kennedy? Are we gonna get a Malibu's most wanted Shaft? Or fucking Eminem? Who are we gonna get, cuz? I think that is funny though how you chose to say Shaft. Cause it was like, yo, out of all movies, that would actually be funny to have like a Will Ferrell playing Shaft or some shit. Oh my God. I could see a white dude playing Shaft, bro, and it actually be funny as hell. But I get your point though. I get your point, bro. They remade the goddamn Cosby show, and it was a white family, and this shit was still called the Cosby show. And Theodore Huxtable was out there with blonde hair and blue eyes. People would be like, what the hell are you doing? Word. Lane, did you want to touch on that topic? Yeah, um, I, I, want, I want to say that, you know, I definitely um, like when black, black characters, well, black actors play predominantly white characters and stuff like that but um you know sometimes it does get a little weird like for example with um captain america you know captain america was supposed to be like this white dude that came from the 1920s and you know he was pushed into the future where you know black people and white people are working together and you know nowadays they have a black man playing captain america so i i do like you know how they um how they incorporate stuff like that into different movies and stuff but, you know, on um, the topic of Idris Elba playing James Bond, they shouldn't have no problem with that. Because like Sean said, he's a British dude. He's clean. He's smooth. Like, he's going to still do the same things that James Bond is going to do. Word. I, I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. So there's a new trailer for Bird Box Barcelona. Okay, the film is going to release on July 14th on Netflix. How do you guys feel about the Barcelona version of Bird Box. Okay. Um, first and foremost, they are really, really banking on the suspense of some of these films um, because, you know, if, if you've seen the first Bird Box, you know, that was a lot in one movie and you had to pay attention in order to kind of like grasp, you know, what it was that was, you know, conflicting against all the characters and then the antagonist and then the protagonist but not to get too deep into that um 
this this right here, this is going to, um, you know, take us to another location. And, you know, like I said, you have to know the gist of the Bird Box story. Um, you know, and now we get to see this from a different perspective in a different uh, location, which is pretty interesting. Uh, but I don't know, man. In the same in the same breath, I kind of feel like it's kind of far fetched because this is like a crazy leap. And how would this correlate from the first story? You know what I'm saying? Going into the continuation, I don't know, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty interesting that they're doing a movie about it in Barcelona. Um, what I would have liked, though, was maybe something along the source of, like, a TV show with hour-long episodes from that. Because, you know, the story of Bird Box was really interesting, and it was something that we really haven't seen before. So I would have liked to see that story a little more fleshed out over maybe, like, an eight-episode, one-hour-long series. I like that, because that's when, when, I, when I originally seen the trailer on Netflix. That was my first thought, like... Yo, was this drawing a, um, a series? I forgot that Bird Box was a movie. I thought it was actually going to be a series. So I think it's going to be dope, man. I'll be tuned in to check out Bird Box Barcelona. Like, I'm going to see, as long as it's in English, I'm going I'm to go ahead and tap in. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to the movie. Uh, movie show whatever bird box like y'all said the concept of bird box is really interesting so i'm looking forward to it so moving on to another movie so we got saw 10 is scheduled to release on october 27th now i'm a big horror movie fanatic so i'm looking forward to the new saw movie the saw movie with chris rock was ass get that the fuck out of here but the other saws were pretty good so i'm looking forward to saw 10 how you fellas feeling Yo, cuz, that's funny that you say that because I'm a horror fanatic and if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, Saul didn't move me not one bit. I just felt like it was, um, like, a, yet again, very suspenseful um, and very thrilling. I, I, I put, I've kind of put Saul in a, in a more of a thriller uh, than horror. Um, but I, hey, man, you know, look, it's about six, seven of them. So, I mean, they've been doing, they've been doing good, you know, uh, box office wise. Uh, and I will attempt to give it another chance. But I don't know, man. It's like, so for me, like, put, put it like this, because if I was, if, if I was one of those characters in a Saw movie, right? All he would have to do, little clown boy with the spirals on his uh, on his cheeks. All he had to do is give me like an open ended mad question, and he would get my ass. I am. That, that part right there is enough for me to be like, all right, yeah, but you might as well kill me because I can't figure this shit out. And then you want to hit me with it? Okay, you have ten seconds. Like, nah, I don't. I don't. But, uh, but yeah, we shall see where it goes from here. I'm interested personally. Not super like overly I gotta have it, but uh I am interested in seeing the response that the temp version of this movie gets. Is people gonna start to wear out on this shit like how we did Fast and Furious? Cause I genuinely give no fuck if they ever drop another one of them. So I mean, are we about to wear out on this or I wanna see how it's gonna be received. Is it good? Is it gonna be a new twist? 
Or is it going to be the same old little guy riding out on the bike, niggas in the basement? Well, what do you... said it any better okay moving on fellas i want to get right to it um so casanova he has been sentenced to 15 years in prison and um but the good thing is his girlfriend's the damn i know right but the good thing is his girlfriend says she is going to hold him down the whole ride now i want to ask y'all I want to ask y'all, my thing is, because I want to say free, free that man. I want to say that off the jump, but I do want to ask you. I do want to ask y'all now. How long, respectfully, would you give your girl to wait for you if you got booked for 15? How long are you giving your girl? Absolutely, nigga. What the fuck you think that means? Uh, for 
some more bad news unfortunately so actually jacques uh they actually did saying this was some uh, they did say it was some domestic abuse issues brother last time we talked about it we didn't think it was but apparently he bit a woman right he bit her choked her and then fled in a ferrari um before before he was arrested by the police now this is a this is all uh accusations this is all accusations i don't know but this is this is Jacquees we talking about. Now I want to ask y'all: Do y'all think he bit her? Did he really bite her? Cause if we being honest, Chris Brown bit Rihanna. So I mean, I ain't putting I ain't putting that past Jacquees. What is it with y'all niggas biting on these shorties? Is y'all that scared of them? If y'all that's getting stop messing with some Caribbean shorties, man. I keep trying to tell you. You don't know that he did that, though. But 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Jacquees was a little too, right? He only like five, three times. Oh, yeah. So, that was my point. I was definitely going to be like, Jacquees definitely has to bite anybody he's fighting. Right, cuz. I think this nigga would have had to bite Cat Williams. He would have bit anybody. Like, I don't... I don't have Jacquees winning any fights. Jacquees is definitely... He's guilty. Look at the picture. Yeah, look, look, the, look at his teeth. The, yo, the nigga definitely is guilty. Like, I mean, that's not the opinion. Of the yeah, party. chill. <laughs> nigga said he's definitely... <laughs> So, Bow Wow recently said something that was very interesting to me. Um, Bow Wow, he speaks on the state of rap right now. I actually want to play a little clip for us. Oh, my nigga, Bow Wow. So, how do you feel about that? What up, trash music? No, not the trash music. Serious. Everything sounded like everything repetitive. Same tempo. It's just... It's roll out the bed, everybody could do that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. And I, I feel like now we getting, and the reason, and, and now we finally get to points where I feel like now it's about to shift back into the real. Like, you really gotta have talent. You really gotta go. I think people are starting to get tired of it now. That's why you don't see nothing charting. Everything sound the same. Every girl wanna get a bag, get a rich, uh, spin the block, I'm sliding on the high. It's, everything is sound the same. Ain't nobody doing nothing different. So it's time to shake the game up and get it back to what it need to get back to. And that's just, the real essence of artistry and real good music, like that's gonna last forever. Like, Is there anybody that? Oh no, I I ain't heard I ain't heard nothing that I say. I'm gonna hear this 30 years from now. Wow. No. There's nobody. I mean Drake, Kendrick, and 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 I would say Cole. Other than that. Drake, Kendrick, and Cole are the only people whose music will be lasting 30 years from now. Um, how do y'all feel about just overall everything he said? Uh, Sean, uh, cuz, please, you could let Lonnie or brother, y'all, one of y'all go first. Hello? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's true because everybody has their favorites from each era. Like, people are still gonna, you know, um, enjoy music from people like Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa, Future. Like, I can't believe he didn't say Future because Future's gonna go off anytime. So I don't, I don't really um, adhere to his statements. No, I don't believe that. I do not agree. Okay. That's exactly the the actual example I was going to use. I don't think thirty years from now niggas is going to be listening in the future. I think future is extremely hot for right now. Just like a perfect example, um, the guys from the eighties. A lot of them guys were pioneers, like the guys who started this, Rakim and and Big Daddy Kane and all of that, but nobody's listening to their shit right now, bro. You don't know one Big Daddy Kane song. Like, that's not what we're listening to in these days and ages. So, but, 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 there is R&B music, or there is some B.I.G. and Tupac and Nas and stuff like that that did stand the test of time. So, I don't think there's a lot of guys from this group right here that's going to make it for a long time. I don't see niggas listening to Future 30 years from now. I don't see niggas listening to Young Boy 30 years from now. 
But people who have actual quality music and good lyrics, such as the people Bow Wow name, they will be listened to 30 years from now. You see, his nut ass didn't say itself. He knew better. He knew his shit didn't stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Quo, but I feel like people like Future and Wiz, like, I named them for a reason. Like, Future has summer music. Like, the Do summer we? music catalog is Future. And Wiz, yeah. you know, his, his niece is smoke music, so I feel like people like him, see, like I said again, Matt Miller, like, Young Thug, I feel like they're still going to have fans 30 years from now that are going to keep their music alive until the next generation. We will see, but I highly, highly, highly doubt it because, I mean, if you just look at the songs that stood the test of time, it's even a really, really, really great club song. Or it's a very, it's a deep song. It's something that got some lyrical content to this shit. Uh-huh. It's not too many songs where it's just like rambling it, like uh, mystical. Mystical was really good. You remember mystical and stuff like that. You remember him because of his antics and stuff like that. But yeah. because he wasn't necessarily so lyrical, there's not kids right now that grew up listening to mystical and stuff like that. There's not too many kids that's in their twenties. That could, that, or, or teenagers that's in their teens right now that could spit some mystical to you. Well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, also, cool, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but also, you know, we're in the age of digital music. Like, people are still going to have phones and laptops and iPads and stuff 30 years from now. So that music's not going anywhere compared to, like, in the 80s and 70s and, you know, 90s where we had physical CDs and record players and stuff like that. Things that break, you know, things that get old, like a record might crack. Like, I feel like music is definitely going to uh, stand the test of time a lot more differently in this age because we have things like the internet. That's always going to be around. That's going to be here for 30 years. I mean, for the next 30 years, at, at the very least. So we still going to have access to that music. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Um, and 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 cause to, to add to your point, uh, well, first and foremost, I agree with Bow Wow. I think Bow Wow is right. Um, cause he didn't name himself. Uh, I mean, but what's so crazy? Uh, Bow Wow w- does have like a song or two or three that does have the potential to be played thirty years from now. That's but true. Heard, that's true. You know, um, and and cause I was also going. You definitely, you know, shout out to Lonnie for adding Khalifa Man. Cause yeah, Wiz is definitely getting played thirty years from now. If Snoop is getting played thirty years from when he. You know, debuted in the business. I know Wiz is definitely getting played uh, thirty years from now because of the, of the quality and <clears throat> and the genre of the music. You know, um, like Bow Wow said, you know, everything is spin the block. I'm gonna drill this. You know, what I'm saying snake these niggas. You know, all the female uh, artists. You know, they they want to get to get a rich nigga and all this other stuff. And it gets very repetitive and it gets corny after a while. You know, so a lot of that stuff, like Drake Dad said, um, that he put on that track on, um, on with his head in the clouds. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing was the same. Um, you know, uh, all that other bullshit is here today and going tomorrow. You know, only real music is going to last. That's just real shit. Real music is going to last. So all the stuff that's, all the stuff that you feel me is getting, um, you know, that was that started out on 45s and 33 records. That's timeless music. The Earth, Wind, and Fires, the Isley Brothers, that's always going to be played. The Michael Jackson, you know, always, always, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, um, you know, agree with Bow Wow for the most part because 
that's that was that was some some real deal shit. Like, um, and, and, and Lonnie also to ask you to answer to your point, I understand that it's uh, a the digital era in music, but I don't, I don't, I don't take that or use that as an excuse. You know what I'm saying? The sampling is od. Like niggas need to leave the, the shit that's already been put out the fuck alone, and these artists need to be way more original, and they need to build their song, lay the foundation and build on that, and that's something that Michael Jackson always spoke on, the artists get in the way of the music, and then you wonder why, you know, like, hey man this shit sound like it's already been heard before, so the point of you being an artist and the point of an industry being diverse is so you can, you know, have a unique way of building a song I'll just add it right there okay. I want to say something because I let it slide the first time when Lonnie said it, then you reiterated the bullshit Niggas is not listening to Wiz Khalifa 30 years from now. He don't even get, he is not even in regular routine. We're not about to tolerate that nonsense. Listen, we're not even about to tolerate it. Hold on, I want to make my point, and then I want to, I want to move on. I want to move on. I want to stay on topic, though, fellas. So what Bob Wow did say was uh, very interesting. Uh, I do feel like there are a few artists, of course, other than those three big names that he named, there are a few other artists like Future, Thug, Wiz, and everybody has a, a core fan base. Like People like that, that we're naming, have built a fan uh, 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 um, you know, a core fan base. So they're never really not going to have any fans at any particular moment of their career. So um, he was right to a certain degree. He was right to a certain degree. But I could see where um, we would fall in the middle on, on that. Uh, on that. Did, so did anybody else want to cover anything on that yeah, topic? I, I just, uh, yeah, let me, let me say one thing. Um, like, so is Bow Wow speaking specifically about or is he saying like just artists in this time? I believe he's talking about rappers. Yeah, I think we all can agree he's talking about rappers. But I, I just genuinely feel like, um, like once again, if a guy, a pioneer, a pioneer type of guy like Big Daddy Kane and Special Ed and all these type guys, these guys had followers. These guys were the guys who started hip hop and made it big. So these guys were the following. Fuck had a following. They were the following. They were rap. They, it wasn't. It wasn't like today where you had eighty different niggas to listen let, to. Let me respond to that. So the difference is now being a fan of music is completely different. You can keep up with uh, whoever you like their music. You can keep up with their life now at this point. So. The, the fandom at this point in our generation, and I feel like the generation to, to be next, you know, it's just only going to be bigger and bigger and more and more. Being connected with the artists that you like is, is you know, go ahead, Lane. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to speak to that, too, like, because we're talking about a generation that's not even, um, that's not even here yet. Because, you know, we're all over the age of 25, something like that. You know, there's kids listening to songs on TikTok that are 12, 13 years old that they're still going to recognize, you know, years from now. So I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people are going to be surprised about the artists that stand the test of time. Like, maybe not even, like, be the, you know, the number one artist in the world or anything like that, but I think people are going to be surprised about what name they keep hearing year after year after year because it impacted somebody's childhood, you know, when they were a lot younger. And, you know, like I said, we're not that age anymore, so we don't know how technology is really affecting people that listen to music. 
like things like TikTok and short videos on Instagram and you know reels on Facebook and stuff like that. You're gonna hear one, you know, some of the same songs for different videos. They might be doing something completely different, but you will hear the exact same song. So I feel like, you know, like I said, we will be surprised on which artists are still gonna be talked about in 20, 30 years from now. Well, let me see. My argument to that though would be like this. Like, at first I was gonna say, you know what, you may be right because the access to the music is gonna be so much more. Like, the kids will be able to go back and be able to play their young boy and be able to go back and play this. But my, my, my argument to that would be, hell, you don't see young, like, hell, the old heads that grew up off of that shit, they don't go back to the, they got the same access to Apple Music now and they don't go back and be riding around to that shit too heavy. But I also would say though, it's like, sometimes when it's bullshit music and it's not like just super, super good, you, 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 you get tired of the, um, Oh, I know. You get tired of the um the repetitive. Like me, I grew up. I loved a lot of ludicrous shit. Like I loved Saturdays. He had a song called Saturdays, and, and I, I loved a lot of Nelly. Hell, I even like changing in certain songs. But you get older, you, your 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 palate changes, and some of that nut ass shit you listen to as a kid, you just don't want to hear no more. I really don't care to put on a ludicrous album right now. I'm just being honest. And I loved Luda growing up. So, I mean, if you could argue this shit all day from both perspectives, I don't know if a lot of these guys are going to stand the test of time. Because what you like at 16, these niggas may not want to hear what young boy got to say at 46. Nah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying, Quill. And, you know, we can, we can definitely move on to the next topic after this. But I do just want to say, like, you know, people like Lil Durk and Chief Keith have been, they've been on since 2011, 2012. And they're still very relevant in today's game. And that's about 10 or 11 years from when they first got on. So I feel like, you know, those songs are already starting to stand the test of time, even though Lil Durk is, you know, adding a lot to his legacy. Keith hasn't dropped much in a minute. But he was just on the BET Awards performing uh, Finito. That song came out in what, like 2016, 2017? And this was going crazy. Uh, like 2012 for real. Six years. Like, say that. Love Social was 2013. That's not 30 years. Now, 10 years, cool, but that's not 30. 10 years ago, and on top of that... Check me out, though. See, Keith is still young and relevant, right? He came out so young. He might have made Finito when he was 16. So at 26, and then the hype behind it of him being banned from BET also fed into it a little more. He's not an old nigga. He's still a relevant rapper. So he just happened to be around since he was young as hell. So Finito wouldn't be the best example to kind of use for this argument. I agree. Oh, I, I do. But, but Lonnie, one thing you did say that I, that I got to uh, touch on, you know, like, yeah, Vine and TikTok and all that, all that did was just shorten everybody's attention span. You know what I'm saying? So it's a reason why, you know, like the, the, the catchy stuff is more so in. And then, you know, when you go on TikTok, it's only like a quarter of a song, not even a half, you feel me? But at the same time, you know, uh, when you look at a at a, a 30 year run or a song that would get played 30 years from the time when it would be put out, of course it's not going to be a you know some Vine video or some TikTok flick or whatever. It's going to be a, it's going to be the entire song. You know? <laughs> so 
it's like, bro, you know what I mean? It's just honestly, like I say, it just goes back to the quality and the um, and the originality and the authenticity of the actual fucking song. And if it's a banger, it's always going to hit, whether it be a club song or a deep song, like Cuz was saying. Yeah, a lot of the music that's coming on there, they good and they wavy and they cool for a party or for when they, they knock on you riding around in a car. But a lot of this shit isn't quality music. People put out a lot of music because everybody has access to this shit. Everybody has access to this shit. So I definitely feel like, yeah, 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 it's not quality music being made at, on all fronts. Some of these guys is making quality music just in the time, but I wouldn't necessarily say... uh for example, if you want to use Thugger, I, I rock with Thugger. Thugger makes hard music, but I wouldn't necessarily call it quality music. No one would compare his music to a Cole, Drake, or Kendrick. And it's quality music. I All right. Those guys are the, are the standard for quality music. All right, I want to move on. All right, let's move, let's move on, fellas. I, I know, man. You guys like that one. I know you guys like that one. All right, man. So we got... We, we got some we got some new music coming soon, man. Currency, uh, he dropped the track list for his new album Vices. Uh, we got Benny the Butcher on there. We got Jim Jones. It's produced. It's produced by uh, Harry Fraud, man. Uh, the date is to be announced. I feel like Currency has been on a roll, bro. He drops albums like Young Boy. I feel like when when he was at his prime, somewhat because I feel like he's in his prime now still. But when he was like younger, when him and Wiz was on their roll, I was way more into Wiz than I was Currency. And Currency has definitely aged better than Wiz, honestly. And I want to say that as a big Wiz fan, like dropping an album now, a Harry Fraud album might sound better about Currency than Wiz. But Wiz is my man now. Uh, And I feel like Currency is, you know, he's underrated and he's only getting better. And yeah, man. Tell, tell me what y'all what y'all think. Let me just get out the way. Of course, currency shit is better than Wiz, and it's standing the test of time better. I think currency's Harry Fraud album is gonna be super tough. I think uh, for currency, super tough to me is if I like four songs. I've never liked the whole press play situation from currency. That's just not necessarily my style. But I'm very intrigued. Currency has my attention with this one, especially going, like you said, he going with Harry Frost, so that's going to um, give him some of the eyes that may not usually be on him. I think he's going to touch into a different fan base. I don't think this is going to be a whole, like, a smoking vibe tape. This ain't his first project with Harry Fraud, though. Oh, right, right. See, that just goes to show how not in tune with currency I am, even though he do got some cold shit. But I don't think this is going to be like a smoking album. I think we might get currency really rapping and snapping on this one rather than the laid-back smoking car songs type vibe, which I still expect to be on there. But I think we might get some real bangers off this drum. Yeah, I mean, like, for real, cuz, you already know the shit, man. Without currency, we don't get Wiz. There's no Wiz Khalifa without currency, plain and simple, you know what I'm saying? It's just that quit, uh, but Wiz is more marketable, you know what I'm saying? He has the image, he got the style and all that. Um, but I'm super excited for the new project by the homie Spitter, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, and like always, it's going to be a solid body of work. Um, 
I do hate that he's uh, super underrated, but yeah, man, that's that's a, that's a cold killer right there, man. Currency, like years, years, years. I've been I've been listening to Currency, and like I said, cause I don't know if you checked it out, but the project that him and Wiz did, um, that they even took off of fucking iTunes, which I'm pissed about. Um, it's called yeah, bro. It's called uh, Live in Concert, man. And I'm telling you, like they had like like real live like instrumentation like it, it, it literally sounded like there was a fucking orchestra you know what I'm saying and they were spitting some high shit I was really really amazed and impressed by this uh this album and I, I really want to find it so I can uh, send it to you but yeah man I'm, I'm just I'm just excited for the homie Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, salute to Currency for, you know, standing the test of time. His longevity is crazy. Um, but I, I always felt like, you know, Currency's best music comes from when he does uh, features with somebody else. Because, you know, sometimes when Currency's by himself, he can get a little lazy like, on the song. Like, he'll hit a whole lot of that. That's his shit, though. Thank you. You niggas need to stop sleeping on currency. I really think everybody needs to stop sleeping on currency. I'm going to let this rock real quick. Let me let this rock real quick. Hey, yo, Ice, did you want to say something, bro? Yeah. Talk to me. Currently, I was agreeing with Sean was saying about, like, the, he always puts up solid projects. I agree with Lonnie with his features. I'm just, I'm going to be honest. The Harry Frog thing, I don't know about the Harry Frog. Oh, hell no, you bugging. I rock with Harry Frog sometimes, but it's like, I don't know, everybody, he's like the new go-to guy, like he's hit boy. I don't know. I like, did y'all listen to the last Currency project he did with Jermaine Dupree? I like that more, like, switching it up. That wasn't bad, yo, Justice. See, none of these niggas in here listen to that, but I did, though. See, like that, switching up the pocket, I like that. Not Harry Ford, that's like something like, I ain't gonna say it's repetitive, but he's, that's his bag, that's his comfort zone. He did that already. I feel like him going with Jermaine Dupree, or even if he got with Hit Boy, or a different producer. Not nothing too crazy, like, not no South producer, but like, Hit Boy or something like that. And... I think he needs to do, like, his collab project with Freddie Gibbs was tough. So if he does another collab project, I don't know if y'all listen to Larry June, but if he did a collab project with Larry June or another collab project with, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Benny the Butcher or somebody, I think that would be tough. Okay. I ain't mad at that take. Yo, what's up, Lane? You just want to say something? Oh, no, I mean, I, well, I, I was going to 
dispute the the Harry Paul beats because Justice is right. That is like currency's pocket right there. But um, you know Harry Paul has some he has some nutty samples. Like he could definitely put a choir in the back with the drums slow as a bitch, but like the hi hats type fast. Like I don't know. I could definitely see currency rocking on a few of them drums. I don't know for real. I like Harry Fraud and French Montana, but Harry Fraud and everybody else would be like nah. Harry Fraud and French Montana, I don't know. Mac and Cheese, at least that's a classic yeah. in Jersey. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Dave East fan, and I didn't really care for the project he did with East. Like, it was easy, right but it wasn't super hard. The Larry June and Harry Fraud project, it was all right. It was better than I thought, because I was like, first I was like, damn. But it was better than I thought it was, the Harry Fraud and Larry June shit. Yeah. I can't get on the Larry June train. Now you don't rock with it? I couldn't get on the Larry June train. My sister boyfriend rocked with him. So I tried to give him a chance, but it, it, it ain't for me. Uh, that's kind of funny because, uh, I, you said something about Frenchie. Like, one thing I'll be, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, I don't dislike Frenchie, but I, I don't feel I could listen to an entire album of Frenchie's. Like, Frenchie was always like a one song guy for me. It was always that one song he had. Um, that that I that I fuck with, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, it, like, it, like the, the, the last the last song I think I, I might have added to my playlist was the joint he did with uh, I think it was Chris Brown and a home and a homie from Ray Shremmer. Um, you know that was alright. Um, and you know like don't panic and all that. Like that that's like good shit for like the club. But I don't know, man. Frenchie just don't do it for me as far as like. You know, body work wise, that's all. Well, I feel that, but I don't know. Tune into it. It's an old track though. But French Montana got the song called Moses with the Migos and Chris Brown. Crazy. I'm gonna check that out. All right, but moving on. So, in other news, uh, my nigga Drake, he receives the key to Memphis. Now the question is, does he deserve the key? Or does somebody else in Memphis deserve a key? I mean, there's a lot of bigger faces in Memphis. But Drake has been putting on for Memphis since he came out. He's been missing in Memphis. It ain't like he just started doing that. He's been missing in Memphis for a long time. Everybody knows he's talking about his dad and his roots from Memphis. Uh, who's a hotter nigga for them to really get a key to? Money bag, yo, got already face now. I don't want to see him with it. <laughs> I don't want to see money bag yo with it. The nigga look like Ari. I don't even want it. I don't like none of it. Word. Uh, R.I.P. Dolph. If Dolph was there, I wouldn't be mad at Dolph. Word. I wouldn't be mad at uh, Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti been around rapping Memphis for a long time. Three Six Mafia. That's a lot of niggas that could get the key. But who's a better look for the for the publicity than Drizzy? No one. I mean, you could give it to Glorilla, maybe. Uh... Scotty, give it. Yo, uh, no, Steve Harvey looking ass don't need another key. Nah, you being disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. I mean, that's funny because I would have thought like three six would at least got um, a key first, or you know what I'm saying, or before Jersey. But I mean, that's that's a great look either way. It's fucking Drake, you know what I mean. But if we being honest, you know, three six got that Oscar, so. I'm surprised they don't already have a key to be for perfectly honest. Like, what? Um, Rest I, in peace, gangster boo, yo. 
Word. Rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. All right, so moving on, man. Um, I just wanted to touch on a little Drake uh, topic, see if y'all niggas cared about him getting the key. Uh, y'all niggas want to go to Memphis? Anybody want to go to Memphis? I've been to Memphis before. I'll go back. I went to, as a youngin', but I'll go back. Go to Bill Street. Okay. Hold on, I, I got to go try to catch a game. Talk to yeah. me, Lane. Um, I apologize, but how would y'all feel if Drake got a key to y'all city? Fuck out of here. If Drake got a key to Jersey, that would be crazy. Yeah, he, he, if Drake got a key to Atlantic City, I, I mean, I, he always in a casino betting, so I mean, that's enough. Man, he would be he would be just like how Mary J. Blige would be mad nonchalant. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, I know I ain't gonna come back to this. Damn city for, for what? Like, yeah, I don't know. So, Lonnie, if Drake got a key to West Virginia, you gonna be upset? <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing with me, bro. You nah, Green for real. If he got a key, if he got a key to the DMV, bro, bro. <laughs> 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 that's fucking. He got it, bro. That's Drake. Like Sean said, man. What, what am I supposed to do? He deserves it. You, you see, he was shooting a video too out there in Memphis. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's shooting a video to the uh, the song he got with Thug. See, the yeah. Yeah, how do you going to say Jerk don't put on for Memphis, man? Yeah, he's shooting a video out there. All right, moving on. So, uh, Billboard has just ranked OutKast as the number one greatest rap group of all time. Now, when I ask y'all rap group, I'm going to just, let's stick to duos. Uh, I want to I want to start with you, Lane. Give me one of the best duos, and if it's Outkast, I guess you could say Outkast. Oh damn, you fucked me up. I, oh, we're doing the straight duos, okay? Uh, yes, duos. duos. What's the name of their group? The lock. <laughs> that's not the lock. You missing nine. The nigga Sheik. That's that's a trio. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah, a duo. Yeah. But Styles P and Jada got songs, though. I'm giving it to Ray Shermer. Ray Shermer? What about uh, Ghostface and uh, Raekwon? Mm, I don't know if that's really a group. Red Man and Meth? Red Man and Meth counts. Red and Meth count, but I feel like there's so many probably better options to pick that in order for them to really stand alone in a head and shoulders be number one you have to narrow that shit down to duos because I think the whole party was thinking Wu-Tang and I think that's why you had to bring that shit down to duos for sure for sure yeah because then if we're going just best rap group I think you could argue a lot of people but if you're going best rap duo they got an argument but I might take Red and Meth over them because yeah, Andre known to be super cool, but Big Boy was he was alright. Red and Meth was both. Nah, Big Boy had some dope, dope lines. Give me a Big Boy bar. Give me a Big Boy bar. <laughs> nah, we're not doing this with you, bro. I'm not doing the give me the, no. Oh, oh, hold up. Oh, hold on, hold on. Back to push your T. Push your T. Um, oh, push. Yeah, Miles smokes. Oh, he can't be in this. Chill. <laughs> Yeah, I think when you really think about duos, Outkast might be number one. It is a number one. They are number one. I might be pushing Keith number one fan then. Because I think what I'm do y'all, what do y'all, over. 
what is the outcast? What is the outcast uh, verdict based on? Like, what do you? What, what makes you feel like? Is it because that's most relevant to your age group? So you may be most familiar with them. No. What do you think an outcast based on? I'm going with Outkast just based off of I guess who songs I like most, who who music I vibe with the most, just music and the artists. Uh, and I can't think of a better duo. Like if I, if I was to really personally pick a duo, I was joking when I said Ray Sherman, but they're a really good duo. Uh, I feel like right behind Outkast. Can you name a duo, brother? Did you name a duo? Yeah, that's what I was saying to my to kind of to my point, like. Uh I, I feel like Outkast is the easy pick. I feel like for they're the most recent good duo. I feel like uh, you probably could name a bunch of Outkast songs because growing up in your lifetime, you were able to catch Outkast. You was around for that. You couldn't really tell me too many probably Red and Meth songs together or Raekwon and uh, what's my man? But where there was Raekwon and Ghost, an actual group, and if they were, give me the name of the group. But see, Red and Meth was an actual group, though. Yeah, Raekwon and Ghost actually broke off into their own thing. They got whole tapes and albums, videos, everything together. That's what I'm saying. I feel like uh, before you make a solid pick, do just a little bit of research on Ghost, on, on Raekwon and Ghost and how them niggas was crazy together. Yeah, on the Purple Tape. I mean, but... but um, Purple Tape is legendary. I'm sure you've heard of it. But Outkast but has too many classics, bro. Like Once again, for your time frame, you re- you remember all of them because that aligns with your time frame. Nigga, Nate, so who's your group? Give me your huh? group. For me or Quip? Quip. If I'm going duo, yeah. if I'm going duo, once again, Outcast aligns with my group. So I'm, I'll probably pick them too. But I'm saying, I just was asking, what was it based off? I can admit that mine's is based off them being aligned with my age group. I can't name a bunch of... Rayquan so that's the only reason? I know. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once again, I feel like Andre is the big guy that's making everybody pick them. Niggas ain't picking them off a of big boy. Because once again, niggas can't name a hard big boy. Bruh, but listen, you could do that with any group besides even fucking with Redman and Meth. One of them, Meth is better than Redman. Somebody's always better in the duo. Red, Red held his weight. Niggas know Redman for rap. My nigga, it's plenty of niggas, bro, that would say Big Boy held his weight. Y- your opinion isn't the only opinion. That's why I ask. Can anybody in here give me an example when Big Boy snapped? I don't, I yeah. Don't know more than five no, no, I agree on the cause. I agree with cause. Big Boy trash to me, man. He never. <laughs> nah, he's not, he not trash. Give me a song where Big Boy snapped without Andre. Because we know, to me, the only thing that comes to mind is I like the way you move. That was a nice That shit was hard. It's not like he was snapping. It's not like he was giving you bars. It was a nice little wavy song. He rolled the beat. It was cool. But there isn't a consistent catalog where you can consistently be like, yo, Big Boy snapped on that. He snapped on that. He snapped on that. We know Andre. We know Andre's 2000 snapped on a lot of shit. Y'all know a lot of Outcast songs? I feel like I know enough. What? Yeah. Alright. I was just I mean, because, you know, I like the way you move. I mean, I feel like that's more Sleepy Brown and, you know, by Ready for Action. Been in the yeah, nigga, go ahead. Yeah, nigga. That shit hard. Go ahead, nigga, man. Get the fuck out of here. Nah, but Big Boy snapped on roses, though. 
That's what I'm saying, bro. Why are we just completely doing what? Like, what's up? That's what I'm saying. Look, the two songs where you can name Big Boy Snapping are both mass singles. You can't be like, yo, Big Boy snapped, and they had a song called. Bro, he he snapped on so far so clean. He snapped on um, he snapped on Miss Jackson. He snapped on all the world with the joint with Killer Mike. All the world, that joint was fire. Respect me and the next two things. I can't knock it when you can name a few things you did what I asked. Listen, before we before we close this joint out, just because niggas was being disrespectful, I need niggas to, to listen. This shit is a classic, nigga. Now, this is cookout music, nigga. Want to talk about cookout music, nigga? This is it. Now, let me ask y'all. Is this a top 100 hip-hop song of all time? Nah, I see you hating. That's hate. That's hate. Alright, fellas. I do want to ask y'all, is there anything that y'all would like to go over, touch on? Um, yeah, I actually do. Oh, yeah. Talk, talk to me. Team is under 25, and it's like 
I don't know which direction they're going because with that news, with the free agency news is kind of throwing off what they're doing, what they're actually doing. Like they offer Kevin Porter, he's the point guard now, Kevin Porter Jr., he got a $70 million deal last summer. Then you got Jalen Green, he was a top five pick in the past two years. They just drafted, like you said, a Star Thompson. They got uh, Josh Christopher. So they got a lot of young guards. They got a young team. They got Kenya Martin Jr. So I don't know what they're doing, the direction they're trying to get the free agents. Those big time free agents with all those rookies. Because I don't think they're going to make that much noise in the West, even if they do get one of Fred or James or both. I still don't see them making noise in the West like that. So I'm kind of Yeah, me neither. And they got the big time coach, too. So it's like, I don't know what direction they're going. I feel like it's going to be an L season for them. But I do just want to ask y'all, do y'all feel like Draymond Green is worth $100 million? Yes. Only to go to the state. Well, he's asking free agency. If he's asking, well, well, not asking, he's telling teams that he's only going $100 million and over four years. I think he could fit with a couple teams. Well, go, go ahead, Joe. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think, I think, um, he opted out on some formality shit. I think he opted out of that one-year deal just to get the extension right. That's a lot of times right, you see people right. do that. Middleton just did it with the Bucks. Um, okay, so I mean, y'all not put it, uh, any stock into him meeting with Damian Lillard in Portland, having dinner with him and his agents? That's what I'm saying. Um, I know, I know Draymond Green is a great, great businessman, and he's going to do his due diligence if he decides to not extend his contract and stay in Golden State. Um, and him asking for a hundred million, I don't think that's crazy. Um, because, you know, not only is he a, a great, um, key player on the court or a defensive end and even offensively, you know what I'm saying? He, he hits buckets when they're most needed. I gotta give him that credit. Um, and most importantly, like I said, his defense is, you know, crazy when he's not, you know, on some bullshit and trying to like hack motherfuckers. So, um, yeah, man, he holds, he holds a lot of value and he also, um, is a, is a voice in, in whatever locker room he's in. You know what I'm saying? So he, he'll, he'll be a great force. So if he decides to go to Portland, you know, I'll support that move. Um, especially if Dame decides to stay there. Um, you know, he, he definitely, wherever he goes, bro, he'll, he'll, he'll hold some value for sure. I don't think I don't see the fit in Portland, but I can see him going somewhere like Memphis. If Memphis was to pick him up, they already got they got Marcus Smart. They got, uh, hopefully, when John comes back after the suspension, they got Desmond Bain. I think he can fit in Memphis. Golden State is probably the most obvious to go back and just try to run it back. Maybe the Lakers, because him and LeBron are boys, but. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely respect that statement. Oh, Marcus, yeah. oh, go ahead, bro. No, you good. You good, Lonnie. No, I, I could see him. I, I could see him coming to LA real quick, and uh, you know, rocking with Brian. Like him and Brian are definitely ace booms. I done peak game with them too. They too. We don't got the money for it. Right. Yeah, but that's the that's the thing too, because LA LA pisses me off with what they what they do as far as you know, like the draft and. Even with certain players, like, you know, they're playing around with this whole trade with Tobias Harris and um, Buddy Hield, and uh, there's another player that's supposedly a part of this package that's supposed to see it traded, but um, LA was supposed to have been 
um, you know, did their due diligence to uh, retain Buddy Hill, and you know they drug they drug their feet. So I don't know, man. A lot of shit is up in the air, but we shall see. Doesn't they gonna give that money to Austin Reeves? Um, we're at. They saying maybe he could get uh, up to like close to hundred million. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna pay. Oh yeah. We're going to pay him because he can play defense, he can score, we're going to pay him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We already put the um, qualifying offers on him, so now they're, he's a restricted free agent. We can match any offer he gets. He's not, him and Roy Hachimura are both restricted. They're not going nowhere. Right. Somebody going else nowhere. got a qualifying offer. Oh, they said Miles Bridges got a qualifying offer, so maybe he might be back. Oh, Miles is going to be back playing in the league because he was out the, the league this whole year, wasn't he? Damn, yeah, no. What's crazy is that he was suspended for thirty games, and then you know, yeah. whatever team that picks him up, he's still gonna have to sit out another ten games. Damn, because he didn't finish his suspension. Right. So I mean, but I want to ask all this stuff, right? So speaking of Austin Reeves, would y'all rather have your team with Austin Reeves or somebody like Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks specifically. No, Austin. Keep, keep, yo. <sighs> This nigga Dylan Brooks, bro, is Duke it, bro. He's a menace, you know. He gives me like Lance Stevenson, Pat Beverly vibes. Like, why the hell I give up Austin Reeves for somebody like that? No, Quill. Did you just say Lance? No, Quill. And, and, and Lance might be better, nigga. Lance is way better. Are you nah, serious? Nah, nah, that's what I was about to say. Like, what are you talking about? Lance is a Lance bucket. Is a bucket. Lance is a problem, nigga. Lance is a bucket for sure. Dylan Brooks ain't no fucking problem. Dylan Brooks is just, he, he, he just fills up a, a fucking roster. That's it. I mean, he ain't really freakish or anything. Last year, before he started talking, so the year before, he averaged like 17. I don't think Lance ever averaged 17. But he averaged like 17 last year. But then when he started talking, it just, everything went downhill. But I would rather yeah, have Austin exactly. Reeves on the team. Austin Reeves plays point, plays shooting guard, can shoot. I like his energy off the bench or starting. Dylan Brooks, I don't know. I feel like right now he got to get his game together. Just who's your team? Fit. Oh, I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Lance's issue, Lance's issue was the same is parallel with Israel Adesanya's problem. When you want to be all goofy and on the court and in the octagon, you know what I'm saying. You don't, you don't perform the way you're supposed to. But then when you take the game serious, then you start doing shit. Because um, upon his, you know, uh, departure from the league and him playing over in China and shit, Lance was really getting buckets. You know, it just kind of like was too late. You know what I'm saying? And, and LA definitely was going to extend mm-hmm. the contract, but yeah, man, I, I had an eye on Lance because you know that was like LeBron's menace, and he wasn't really doing much but just hitting threes here and there. You know what I'm saying? Playing defense, hacking Bron and shit. Um, but once he came to LA, man, that nigga really started like balling. Same thing with Melo too, bro. I was sad as hell to see that he retired. I was like, damn, LA wouldn't even give him like another year. Like, it's, look, bro, it's just yeah. the NBA. Right. I think Melo can still play, bro. Melo, no, bro. Did y'all? But did y'all see fucking um Lou Will fucking retire too? Melo and yeah. Lou Will on the same. Yeah, year. for sure, for sure. But hold on, hold on, like Sean, I cannot let you. 
appreciate the the sports talk um but we're gonna go ahead and um close this joint out i really appreciate y'all cuz ice lonnie b brother uh really appreciate y'all niggas um it's another amazing episode you fellas did great a lot of good topics niggas always kill this shit this shit just regular now and this shit just regular douglas shit now um once again, thank y'all so much, man. I can't thank y'all enough, man. It's the Bobcast. We out of here, man.